helping you stand your ground and get your point across so you can better communicate your needs. And at the same time, managing other people's expectations when they interact with you. I am Patrice Chestnut. And I am Benny Hicks. Helping you manage up. Manage up, stand your ground and know what's up. Get your point across peacefully. Get your point across intelligently. Manage up, stand your ground and know what's up. Get your point across peacefully. Get your point across intelligently. You gotta manage up. We're back, Manage Up Tribe, and this week we are talking about generational gaps. Um, Our topic is they're old school, and what we're going to do is discuss how to manage generational gaps and tips to improve your family relationships. So uh, first off, I want to announce that we have a co-host now, Benny Hicks. Welcome, Benny. Thank you, Patrice. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. (laughs) Thank you, Benny. Benny is here because we had too many female voices talking on every episode and we want to balance this out. So he's going to bring us the male perspective and just uh, a greater or or expanded thought process because we want to get better at what we do and bring better episodes to you. Well, it's a pleasure to be here and I appreciate it. All right. right. So um, our guest today is Farron. Welcome, Farron. Hello, how are you? I am doing well. So we want to jump right into this. Um, You mentioned that you struggle with communicating and expressing yourself and having things in common with your parents and grandparents. So before we get deep into that, take us into your household or your upbringing and just help us get an understanding of your foundation so we can start from there. Sure. Yeah. So I was born and raised in Indiana. Um, I lived with my mom, my dad, and my two brothers. And we lived about a mile and a half from two uncles and my grandparents. So my entire family was always together. Um, We all grew up in the same church. We all did the same events. We had the same friends. Um, So we're very tight-knit family. Um, But as I've gotten older, I've noticed how different I am in my ways of thinking than my parents and my grandparents. Um, They're, it's very interesting to me because obviously they raised me and I just, it's so funny that I could have such differing opinions from all of them on things such as like religion, open-mindedness to things, finances, child rearing, um, all sorts of topics that we just don't necessarily see eye to eye on. Okay. Um, so where do you think this gap started? That's a great question. Um, I've always been probably a little more outspoken and a little more questioning of things than uh, my parents have. Um, you know, my uh, grandma was a very strong presence in our life, and my dad has been very much a go with the flow and kind of go along with what she thinks, whereas I've always, from about the time I was a teenager, really... Uh, push the envelope, question things, looked at things a little bit differently. Okay. All right. Um, so as you saw 
the fact that you were a little different and more outspoken. Did you make any attempts at that time to start kind of like trying to stop this gap from go- growing wider? Um, I honestly say most of the things that I did probably created a further gap because I'm so outspoken. I will call out any behavior that I disagree with, any thoughts that I don't agree with. Um, my parents are really, I'm really close with them. We travel with them a lot. We just got back from a trip with them. And I find myself very often saying like, no, you're wrong. That's not it. That's not how we do things. That's not how I think about things. Fair. And can you be, can you be specific on like some examples of that? Yeah. I mean, um, we strongly disagree on how we spend money. So we just got back from Florida and my dad was super excited to take us to a store and I went in. Um, my husband, daughter, and I went in. We really didn't see anything we liked. And there was another store a couple doors down. So I was like, we're going to go into Marshall's. I'm not, I don't want to shop at this deals. And he was very upset and told my mom later that he thought that we thought we were too good to shop where he shops. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So what I'm hearing is on both sides, there's a little bit of lack of respect for each other. Would you agree? Uh, you could say that. <laughs> okay. I mean, I do think we we do love and respect each other, but we probably don't express it so well. Right. So respect flows through communication as well. So we can love a person. Okay. Say we love that person, but the way we speak to them and engage with them shows that we have to work on those areas because for example with your father's reaction to you wanting to go to a different store that's simply a different matter of taste and you have the right to choose how you want to spend your money and where you want to spend it so it's about preferences So it sounds as if he was hurt that your preference wasn't his preference. That's a lot of the, a lot of the time, I think. I was thinking, I I was thinking more in the terms of why did he give you a specific reason why he didn't want to go in the store? I mean, when we started talking about communication, you, you, we have to ask you, I mean, what was his reasoning behind? I just don't want to go in that store. Did you, you know, did we go into detail or just he said, hey, why, why do you guys don't want to go into my store that I want to go to? Was it, you know, because that sounds a little childish on my end. Right. And also, he didn't tell me this directly. So I always like my mom told me later that he was hurt. You know, he wouldn't ever actually say. Oh, it. Okay. So there's also that maybe. Um, I don't know how you would better say that. communication uh, on his end. Yeah. 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 I would think so, too. <laughs> uh, so. So, okay, I I think with this conversation, we're going to have to offer tips as we go along because it seems like there's a lot below the iceberg. <laughs> um, I... <laughs> so I, I'll let Benny start with the first tip that he wants to offer in this example that you have given. Well, I mean, if, 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 if I would just, just say right off the rip, communication, you know what I'm saying? And then we communicate in a lot of different ways visually by our however we choose to communicate but 
I mean, I'm a why person, you know, especially when I deal with the family and anybody with the family, you know, well, I don't want to do this. Okay, why, why don't you want to do this? Let's, let's, let's investigate a little bit more. I mean, he may have seen something. I'm just not going in marshals. I, I just don't like marshals. I don't think they, you know, blah, blah, blah. But my point is, it's still a communication deal to, to, to open up. Because then you have to look at people's perspective on why they don't want to do something, you know. And if it's just for a childish reason, then, okay, let's talk about that even more. But if it's just a, a reason for, um, you know, <laughs> They just don't want to go to this store. They feel like, you know, that just, we just have to go into that a little bit more before we can make a judgment on, you know, or, or make a, I don't know the word I'm trying to use, but make a decision on why he doesn't want to go in the store. Is it just childishness or is it just selfishness or is it just, just doesn't like the store? <laughs> you know? I don't like going to Walmart on Panola Road. I just don't do it. I mean, honestly, I just don't, I mean, I, mean, I really don't. It's a. They got a Walmart in Atlanta. I mean, if somebody pulls up to that store, I mean, I have my, the hair on the back of my neck stands up. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going. I'm not going in. Now, if you want to, talk- but you know, I do. I think it goes so much farther than the store, just because look, of all the other examples that I could give you. Um, it's not. I don't even think it has to do with the store. It has to do with me not having the same opinion. So he loves the store, and the fact that I didn't love that store, really kind of hurt his feelings and that's where I was going to go Farron it's about his hurt feelings so when I think about yeah we have the right to do and you can choose what you want to do with your money but extending an olive branch during your vacation would be something like well let me just buy some small thing out of bills and amplify like I found this cute little thing or whatever. Thanks, right. Dad. You know, and then yeah, he absolutely. has these warm and fuzzies. And then you're like, I was thinking we could go to Marshall's too. And then he he will probably say, okay, let's go. Because you quote unquote approved of his store by buying that small little token thing. Right. Right. And it's $5 going to kill your budget? No. <laughs> exactly. And that's a good, I mean, honestly, that's a good way to break the ice. You know, it's like, oh, okay, she's mindful of what I like in my little stores. And then, you know, you never know. You might be walking around Marshalls with you one day. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm a person who has strong opinions, so I can empathize with you. Um, but a lot of times we don't realize, Farron, that when you are so decisive and you have strong opinions, people tend to look up to you. So there's this bar that they have that they've erected that you haven't erected, but they want to meet that bar with you, that bar of approval. And so when when you're not mindful of that, then you tend to come across as brash, uh, cold, just you know and and all they want is love and respect from you that's it right okay all right so let's move on to another example of how you know you struggling with communicating with your family members and it's something you know maybe totally different whatever you feel like sharing um, yeah, I've got a couple other examples. Um, so, you know, I have an 11-year-old daughter, and she's extremely mature. She's so fun, so bright. 
and so we probably treat her more um, more grown up than she is. So um, another example is we went out to a baseball game, and when we got done, we went across the street to kind of our favorite little hangout, and she came with us. And about 8.30, my mom was texting me, and this is on vacation again, um, at about 8.30, she was texting me, you know, where are you? What are you doing? Why isn't, why haven't you brought Stella home yet? And I'm like, she's fine. We're good. We're just hanging out. And then about 11 o'clock, they text and they're like, where are you? What are you doing? And at that point, we were heading home. But, you know, I come in and I'm like, listen, you had your chance to raise your kids. I'm raising mine. She's fine. Everything was good. Why are you texting me? Wow. Okay. I mean, I wasn't maybe so rude about it, but that was what was in my head. <laughs> oh, that was what was in your head. Yeah. So let us hear what you actually said. I was the only, Patrice, I, I was the only person that actually, I was thinking like, now what did she say on the text? <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I get very frustrated. So I'm always, that's always what I'm thinking. But I was just like, it was fine. We were all hanging out. She was good. No big deal. You know, nothing happened. Everything's cool. Yeah. I think that's the older, you know, now, now when we start talking about closing that generational gap, the older generation, they're, they're not on the, Patrice, we talked about that a couple of days ago when we were talking about how we're more apt to send a text or, you know, the, 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 the millennial, and I wouldn't call you a millennial, but we're a little more apt to send a text or, you know, if you don't call or they want to know what's going on, or, you know, you're old. When we start talking about parents and grandparents opposed to, you know, your 17, your, your 11 year old daughter. They, you know, we just shoot a text, boom, we're done with it. They want to speak to you. If my, if you don't answer the phone, my mom thinks the worst case scenario. I mean, that's just how she is. You know, did she such and such happen? So it's a little different from the way they process things. I don't. I, I mean, I. But the, I guess the 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 object is, what do we do to close that gap? What could what we what yeah. could we do to change that situation to make it better? Or because I know my mom, she's you know she she kind of wants to tell me how to how to raise my boy sometime. And I just have to like, okay. And I, I love my mom. I know she means well, she loves my daughter, but it's constant text, you know, Oh, did you make sure you got her to practice today? Did you make sure you fed her a healthy dinner? And I'm like, how do you think I've kept her alive for 11 years? I kind of know what I'm doing. Wow. Okay. Well, at least, hey, look, at least she's texting. Okay. Yes, <laughs> she at least she's not calling you saying, Hey, <laughs> well, this is a little facetious, what I'm about to say. So you will have to take this with a grain of salt. Um, she can't see how annoying she is. <laughs> so maybe we can help her experience that. I, so, I really started text, texting snarky like, you know, oh, nope, I didn't wake her up. Nope, she's still asleep. I forgot to send her to school today, which I know is childish. <laughs> wow. No, no, no. <laughs> right. Don't be snarky. Don't be snarky. But here's an idea. And you tell me what you think about this. You're texting her with every bit of detail you can to where the text is coming in like a thesis. <laughs> <laughs> For the morning activity. Oh, that's okay. so, so What's your daughter's name? Stella. Stella? Yes. 
hey mom so stella woke up this morning and she was kind of groggy and we talked about this and then when she brushed her teeth she dropped her toothbrush and you know it's every (laughs) detail until you get her to school (laughs) and then say have a great day mom i'm so happy you're in my life i'm so blessed and you do that for about a week for every event She's going to be in text overload because remember, (laughs) she's from an older generation where this texting thing is new. So texting from her is probably like one or two sentences. Hmm. But when you start doing 12 and 10 and 12 paragraphs of a text. Now, Patrice, would she take that? That's going to prompt a conversation. She's going to call her. Oh, she would call. Yeah. I was going to say, but would she also take that as being condescending or facetious, just like you said? You see what I'm saying? Now, she's trying the to be. The tone funny. isn't. The tone of the text isn't. Mm-hmm. It's not. You got to pull all the snarky out, all the condescending out. And once you get her on the phone, because she's going to call. <laughs> Clearly. She... And then you say, Mom, I love you so much. <laughs> and you know why I love you? Because the way you were a mother to me and a parent to me really equipped me to do a good job with Stella. This is why we've had so much success in the 11 years she's been alive. So if you're thinking it, I probably am already doing it because you so well prepared me for it. Wow, that's good. That's good. Yeah, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. I don't like the paragraph text, but um. <laughs> now, but she needs Farron. What? Let me ask you this, Farron. What kind of relationship does your, uh, does Stella and your um, mother have? Oh, they have a fantastic. They relationship. do. Okay. They're together all the time. Um, and I really think you know my mom. Being a mom is just who she is, and it's such a part of her that now that her kids have left the nest and have their own families, mm-hmm. she's you know she just wants to mother so badly. Wow. But it sometimes steps on the toes. No question. Does she have Farron? Does she, does she have uh, does does she have um Stella's number? Stella. Yeah. He does. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because a lot of times, I, you know, like I told my, I had to tell my mother at one point, you know, because she was always, you know, like, you know, I remember, you know, when I, because I raised two boys, and I remember how she she, she was. She would call. And she would ask me, well, "Did you make sure they did this? Are they taking vitamins? Are they doing this? You know," and um. I simply kind of took the took the took it off of me and said, you know, my Trey and Andrew both have cell phones. Uh, yeah, I, I should <laughs> I could do that. I see, and that's, I'm, I'm telling you, and I kind of I kind of if you're so concerned, you know, you got your grandkids' number, and I don't mind if anybody can call them. I, I really don't mind my my mother calling them. So right. call them to see what they're doing, see what's up with them. You know, you call them at nine o'clock, they're going to be in bed, sleep. You know, you just <laughs> you text them, you know. So I just, it's, it's kind of a, a thing to kind of put her at ease and then let her continue to be a, gran- a granny, you know? She, that's what she wants, you know? Because that's just in their heart. And then nature, and I guess you'll be the same way, Farron, once your nest leaves, too. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and you could also, in addition to what Benny said, you could also have Stella just maybe take a snapshot of herself right outside of school and text it. Um, grandma and mom to learn today or uh, yeah, that's she was cute. That's, they yeah, enjoy, they enjoy stuff like that because all they want to do you 
know how a parent, they, all they want to do is just be involved in them grandkids' right. life. That's just, they, you know, that's their life. And she was the yeah. only grandkid for seven years. Oh, so my God. Sarah, yeah. you didn't yeah. tell us that. He's the numero uno. You, that was a major detail. Oh, uh, numero uno. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, so she's 11. Yes. And she's probably, you know, thinking, oh, she's about to be a teenager. And once she becomes a teenager, I'm going to know less and less about what's going on in her life. And, you know, it's it's like she hears a clock ticking. She's made comments. Like, we um, went to Florida over Christmas, and my daughter really wanted to come home to be with her friends for New Year's. And my mom said, this is be, this will be the first New Year's that I didn't get to spend with Stella. Yeah, that's what it is. She hears the clock ticking. So so we're going to, we're Farron being we is you, I'm going to coach Stella in sending more images, texting her grandmother more so and explaining to her we want you to grow up we want you to have your friends that's not a problem but your grandmother is concerned about losing her connection with you yeah sure that's so can you help me out by you know they're snapping pictures all day long (laughs) (laughs) and doing stuff so just send your grandmother a picture with a little two one sentence message and and then That'll take a lot of the pressure off of you and also help your your mom feel like she's still involved in selling. You know what? I've, I've actually learned something just, just just to sit here listening to you guys. Farron, so the question is, how do we close that generational gap? By using our grandkids. <laughs> <laughs> By using grandkids. Honestly, because they can really, they can really help. I mean, because a lot of times we, we, we know our parents. You know, we know, you know, we know my grandma, I mean, you know, grandma, I, I, unfortunately, God bless her. She, she's passed away. But I remember how my grandmother was, how that relationship was, you know, they just wanted a, f- a phone call once every six months, you know, but now right. we can, you you know, and, and for my mom, my mom is still to this day. She wants me to hey, call and check or whatever. But now listening to you, Farron and, and Stella's situation, I can say, well, hey, how about Trey and Andrew, help me bridge this gap between, you know, you and Granny. Call Granny more. Call, you know, just just send her a text. And if she, trust me, she gets a text from Farron. I mean, she gets a text from Stella Farron. You won't hear from her. <laughs> <laughs> that has been my experience, honestly. Once my mom is talking to the boys, it's like, like, mom, you didn't call me yesterday. Oh, I talked to Trey and Andrew. They were such and such, and it's like, okay, I yeah, I thought you wanted to talk to me, you know, but okay, I get it, you know. So that's just the, that that's something that we can re- everybody can take on, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna take a quick break here, and when we come back, we're gonna c- talk about some other tips of ways that others can bridge these generational gaps. Okay. I was impacted by the previous podcast, coping with grief through a child's heart, firstly because of the title alone. After recently losing my mom as an adult, for me, that has been my biggest loss in my life. So for me, all of these new challenges of reprogramming a life without my mom, the major grief, questions and concerns about how I'm supposed to move forward left me feeling helpless, lost, and codependent as if I were a child. So it resonated with me because I too feel like I am coping with grief through a child's heart. 
right, we're back. It's time to share these tips. Um, so I thought of a couple of things, and um, Farron, you can definitely chime in if you can think of some things. But um, uh, listening is one tip. So there, there's the communication that your your dad spoke to your mom about with in regards to the store. But when we really listened, what he was saying was, I'm hurt because Farron didn't like my store. Okay. So we need to listen in a way where we hear emotions so that we can answer the void that's there emotionally, if it is the case. Right. Another thing we can do is we can play together. I know that sounds weird with different generations, but if there's something that your mom loves doing, say for instance, it's uh, taking picnics or gardening or whatever, then for you and Stella to make an effort to make that kind of date with her. Right. So it's doing something she absolutely loves and doing it with the two people she loves. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, she was actually just here yesterday, and we all went to lunch. And we had a great time, and I think that she really just really wants to be around. Oh, right, right. And that's not unusual. <laughs> that's normal, you know. <laughs> that's exactly right. And, and there's another way that really puts everybody in a good mood most of the time is when you do some type of giving back or community-type work. Um, something that's a charitable effort, when you do that together, it tends to put everybody in a happy place because it gets the spotlight off of you, Stella, and your mom, and it refocuses it on other people who normally have greater needs than you. You know, it's funny you say that because growing up, that my dad was this huge, like we volunteered constantly. We did meal deliveries. We volunteered with... Um, boys that needed, you know, a male role model. Well, he was there, but I always kind of tagged along with him. He was really big in our church. He's a very, very big into like volunteering. And um, it's honestly something I haven't done with him for so long. And I think he'd probably love it if we all got together and did something like that. Most definitely. And then Stella can see the importance of this type of activity as well. Because we, I think we should all be volunteers. Um, it's at some point in time just so we can get a handle on how we're all connected regardless of the differences between us we're still all connected in some type of way because we're human mm-hmm. excuse me I'm sorry so it helps her see in that way right so and then another thing exercising together yeah, we get nothing but crickets on that one. But I'm like, huh? <laughs> but Benny, you exercise with your right. Mom. I do, I do, I do, and it's and she loves it. She loves. It. We just you know go for a little two mile walk or something, and she, it, it's her way of um, it's our way of communicating, and um, you know, just anything that we can do to 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 to, to bridge that gap, especially with me and my mom because she's seventy three. I, I would. She's really not, and I think about it, you know, we start talking about, like, I'm 50 now, and she's 73. It's really not that big an age difference, if you think about it. But 
we still come from a different thing. So the more we come from a di- two different type of eras. So there's anything that I can do to kind of, you know, and like you said, you're right. We do. Um, we, we go for walks. Um, you would <clears throat> my biggest thing with her is um, she likes to look, I know this sounds crazy, but she likes to look at the rain. And she's also, you know, when it rains, if I'm ever in, in you know, at home and um, we're sitting around and it's raining, hey, mom, come on, let's go out and look, check out the rain. I mean, this, 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 I know this just fills her heart. Just that little thing. And then we can talk about anything when we out there sitting, listening to the rain. That's just her, her therapeutic, you know, mm-hmm. getaway moment. So that may be weird to other people, but, you know, sometimes we have to really, you know, look at the, look at those moms and look at those parents or grandparents and say, okay, what can we do to kind of, you know, just, just get a little closer to them. So, um, it can it's challenging but it can be done you know yeah absolutely i love my parents so anything that can make our relationship stronger exactly exactly so Farron, has this discussion helped you yeah for sure um i i really tend to pop off and and like i said be snarky and uh i need to step back now you are okay (laughs) What's I was that? been getting ready to be very sarcastic, and I won't do that. <laughs> I kind of want to hear it. <laughs> so he said, you tend to be snarky and pop off. I'm like, man, okay, Patrice, is this your cousin or what are we? No, I'm just kidding. This is a joke. <laughs> this is a joke. Uh, okay. <laughs> I am just joking. Well, here's 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 a uh, no, you're not joking. You're for real. But it's okay. But anyway. Uh... <laughs> Mary, here's something you could do. Okay, so if you, when you feel yourself getting that temptation and you're frustrated with them, do you ever take a pause and just inhale? No. (laughs) Okay. So that's your homework is to pause. And as you inhale, I want you to say, manage up, manage up, manage up. And exhale. I will. Because that's going to trigger your brain to remember the conversation we just had. Mm. And it'll put your brain in a mode to where you can implement those things that we've discussed during this episode. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it's going to be real hard when he refuses to use the GPS. And I'm like, Dad, just let me. <laughs> well, we, well, I mean, are you on a deadline? Because sometimes, you know, I'm going to just say it. Sometimes you don't have to get there so fast. <laughs> it's about the journey, not the and destination. Fran, it doesn't take but one time for that GPS to take him somewhere that he w- doesn't want to go, and then you can pretty much, <laughs> it's a pretty much a wrap for that. You know how? I'm like, it's a computer. Just let it tell us what to do. It knows what to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so with with that, I've learned over the years wisdom teaches you to just have more patience. I can and work on that for sure. It's it's a hard work, but <laughs> it's rewarding. It I can guarantee you that it is rewarding. This is so true. All righty. Well thank you so much for being on the Manage Up podcast. Yes, and thanks for having me. 
Yeah, and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and tell your friends because once this episode airs, they they're gonna have all kinds of advice for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they will. Why'd you call a podcast? You should have called me. <laughs> This is a brunch conversation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, have a good one, and we enjoy talking to you, my friend. Yes, thank you. All right, bye-bye. Hey, Manage Up Tribe. Remember to subscribe to the Manage Up podcast so you can stay connected. Get social with us on Facebook and Instagram. Join the follow-up conversations after this show on our profile pages. But remember, keep it positive because we're here to empower the Manage Up tribe. Manage up, you gotta stand your ground and know what's up and get your point across peacefully. Get your point across intelligently. Manage up, you gotta stand your ground and know what's up and get your point across peacefully. Get your point across intelligently. Stand your ground and know what's up, get your point.